Welcome to the podcast, Loving on Purpose. I'm your host, Bonnie Lyman. If you're having trouble navigating through your relationships with your adult children, if you are struggling to connect with them or having specific challenges, you're in the right place. Episode 29, Grandparenting. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I'm a little bit late in publishing this podcast, but it's all good. Still thinking about you. And I probably did a little more research outside of my coaching world and thought world and self-help world than what I originally do. My original premise or intention for publishing a podcast and talking about grandparenting, I was thinking more of people, women I have spoken with whose children have forbidden them to see their grandchildren and pretty much them also. They've, they've kind of told them, we don't want a part of you or you showing up in our lives in any way. And it's really quite heartbreaking. And so I do work with them on trying to find some peace and acceptance and main, mainly hope. You know, there's always that 50% chance that things are going to change, that they're not always going to stay the same, and maybe even sooner than we're thinking. But in my studying out of trying to find people's thoughts on this or opinions or other psychologists or people that have dealt with women in this department, I found a lot of interesting things about grandparenting that I want to share with you today. And there's kind of four types of grandparents. Just how grand do we want to be in this grandparenting? And all of them are an individual choice. And we may be judged by our adult children, probably are in some form or another, of what kind of a grandparent we are. But all the same, it's it's our choice. And here are four of the different types of grandparents that I came up with. One is the everyday grandparent. Now, that grandparent may be one that is involved in child care. Both parents are working, and so they come in and provide care for the children when the parents are at work. And that can be a really bonding experience, and they're actually involved in a little more raising of the grandchildren, 
But those grandparents still need to know that they need to respect the rules the parents have set in the house, as in how much candy they get or where, uh, how far they can venture from the home and so on. And so we need to respect those rules. But that is one sort of involvement. Another type of grandparent is they are included when asked or when invited or when you ask permission, the grandparent asks permission to come and be with the grandchildren. Another type of grandparent is one that maybe lives a great distance away from this family where these grandchildren live. And so it's not as frequent as a visit. And again, there may be, or the fourth one is a grandparent that maybe doesn't live far away, but it is just occasional when they do get together with their grandkids. And that's kind of maybe more by choice on the grandparents' part. You know, it's okay if you're not up for babysitting, doing childcare for your grandchildren often. A lot of grandparents will feel, I had my time of going through those diapers and tantrums, and now it's your turn. Or I had to figure out a way to find childcare in my absence. And so they they maybe don't enjoy that particular stage of a grandchild's age or their temperament. I have to be honest with you that I have these two granddaughters that are in the same family that are twins, and they never stop. They get up early, and they go to bed late. And they have all this energy. They are daring. They are willing to try anything. They are very outspoken. They uh, tend to argue with their older sister and with each other. And they're not mean, but they are full of energy. Now, I do have some health issues with my back, but I can't say it's all that, but I can't keep up with them for more than an hour or two. So the thought of having them overnight for to take care of them would be very difficult for me to do. Now, when I say that, I have some other grandchildren that are so low-key 
that it wouldn't be any difficulty at all. But we just kind of have this understanding with my daughter. She knows these children are difficult. And I'm willing to sacrifice some of the time when my health allows and when I bring my husband with me to look after those kids so that she does get a break. But it's interesting also, I have three sets of grandchildren that live very close to me. And I have another family that has grandkids that live quite a distance from me. Those ones that live a distance from me, there's a whole different reaction when I show up. It's They call me Mimi, and it's, oh, Mimi, it's so good to see you. And then they're getting old enough that they just don't hang out with me. They don't want to sit on my lap. They don't want to sit by me. But they do. I know they like having me near them. I I can feel their love for me, even if they don't want to be around me the the total time I am visiting. But I want to tell you about the reactions of my three other grandkids, sets of grandkids that live here in Spokane. And this is just to show you how your grandkids will show their love or maybe not even show it, but I know they love me. I can feel it. So one set of grandchildren, I can drive up in the car, and they're sitting on the porch, and they will stand up, and they'll yell, and they'll wave hard and say, Hi, Mimi. And then they'll go right back to playing with their trucks or whatever they're playing with. I have another set of grandchildren. If I were to drive up in the car and they were outside, they would come running up to the car and just be excited and start telling me about their day. And then I have another set of grandchildren who might be sitting on the porch and they might even turn around and go in the house and maybe tell their parents we drove up but never come back and really not say anything to us. They might kind of wave, but it's lower key. But I don't put any meaning into whether one set of grandchildren from one family love me more than another set. We're all so different, and we express our love so differently. So you got to remember that about your children also. But we love our grandchildren unconditionally, probably even beyond unconditional love, or maybe it's true unconditional love, like we love our children. I mean, as our children become adults, sometimes they can be 
difficult to love. We we say we'll always love our grandchildren, but can we accept them completely and wholly for exactly as they are? I said grandchildren, and I meant children. So that's just a little harder to do, but there's never any question in our mind. There's no negotiation. There's no battle. Our grandchildren never do anything. It's like it's impossible for them to do anything that would disappoint us. So grandparents are also just as special in the eyes of our grandchildren. Even if we lived in a different country, I was talking with a woman the other day, and she is in a situation where she's been asked not to have anything to do with her grandchildren or her grandchildren's parents, which is her child. And yet there was a family gathering. She has a very large family, and there was a family gathering where these grandkids were there. And so they came over and started talking to her. And so she was just talking lovingly. And she probably gave him a hug. And so she hasn't seen him, like, I don't know, in a year or so. And yet when they left, they they were referring her, referring to her as their grandma. And so there's just a special bond that just happens. Children know that grandparents are special without even really having a lot of association or studying this relationship out. And grandparents, we just know, we've told that there's nothing grander, right, in life than being a grandparent. So there was a woman who, um, I believe she was on a... um, the um, what's that guy's name? His last name is Dobson. Um, he she was on his show. There was a different interviewer, but she was talking about that grandparents really do represent love, and she was talking about the love of God. And now this is my thought. Most grandkids will tell you that they love their grandparents. And it's not predicated on how much time their grandparents have spent with them. But it's just knowing that nobody loves me like my grandparents love me. Now, I'm in a situation where two of my daughters, one's a daughter and one's a daughter-in-law, live here in town. And 
they work and they require some child care. Their kids are old enough now where they're in school. But before, both of them had their, one had their mother living in town, and the other one, who is my daughter, had her mother-in-law living in town. And I love both of these women. And so we share grandchildren. But because of my health, And because of safety that I couldn't lift these children, that when these two families needed some child care, it was the other grandmothers that stepped in. And somebody asked me, didn't that make you kind of jealous that these grandkids were getting to know these other grandmothers better and spending more time with them. And I kind of, I didn't have any regrets or jealousy because I couldn't, I was unable to do that. And I made the choice not to let myself feel left out over this. I mean, even to this day, when these two sets of grandchildren show up and if both of me as one grandmother and the other grandmother is there, the first person they run to, the younger ones anyway, will be the other grandmother. But I can remember going to one of my grandson's baseball games and his younger brother was there and the other grandma was there who had done some child care and my little grandson he was sitting on his grandma's lap now as the game went on he came over and he just he just kind of hugged my legs and I just didn't make that mean anything I didn't make it mean that this little guy loved me any less. He was just more familiar with this other grandmother. And when they come to my house and the other grandmother's not there, I get their full attention. But I'm not going to feel jealous or sorrowful that they tend to gravitate to this other, to the other grandmother. I just think it's a natural thing. And I'm not, I, I'm so glad that they have two grandmothers and grandfathers that love them so much. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things you can do as a grandparent, when maybe you're not feeling like you're spending as much time as you'd like to. Number one, we have to remember that it's our kids' decision how much time we get to spend with them. I have found that this generation 
instead of just dropping in all the time, and I know that there's adult children out there that don't mind that and love that, but they kind of like to be notified when you're coming. And so I always ask, I mean, for a couple of reasons, a couple sets of my grandchildren live a half hour away. So instead of making a trip out there with nobody home, and the other one, I just do it out of courtesy, just because um, they're just a little more private. And they just kind of like to know ahead of time. But here are some ways, other things you can do to, I'm going to say, influence your grandchildren or show up as a loving grandparent to them. First of all, I want you to know that you are a greater influence in your grandchildren's life than you can ever imagine. Their parents are the most important people in their life, but you're right in there with them. You're a team. You're a family. And just the idea, the things they've heard about grandparents makes you special. And they will follow your example. I've even heard it said, your kids are probably going to end up being more like your parents or their grandparents than they're going to end up being like you. I'm not talking looks. I'm talking about behavior and things they adopt. So that means you have a great influence in their life. Now, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And in my faith, as in many other faiths, it's an everyday thing. It's just not a going to church on Sunday. So we take the principles of the gospel very seriously and deliberately teach them to our children. But... Sometimes children are in families that the parents have decided to stop going to church. And I know that a lot of the women I have talked with, this is their major concern that their children have left their faith, but also nobody is going to teach the grandchildren but you have such an influence just by being the best example you can be. I have a friend that is very strong in her faith, which is the same faith that I belong to, and she said it is because of the influence of her grandmother because her parents were never actively involved in the church. So num- that's number one. So number two, and this isn't in any order, but you can offer them little bits of wisdom just here and there that will sink in, especially because it came from you. So one of the things that 
I like to say quite often is, do good, be good. And I'll just say that as they're going out the door or when I'm leaving their house. But that was something I always said to our children also. Another one is, and this isn't so much wisdom, but it's just expressing my love in a little different way, is when I watch um, my son's two boys who are five and seven, and if I'm putting them to bed, I say, good night, my little princes. And I hope that they remember that I thought they were of great value. Another thing we can do to connect and show our love to our grandchildren is think of something that is a unique reminder of you. Something you have, something you do. I'm going to share three things that I do. When I try to remember when I'm sending them a card in the mail or a valentine or even a birthday card, I put a $2 bill in there. But it's just kind of something unique that I'm hopeful that when they see a $2 bill, they'll remember that they have a grandma that loves them. Another thing that probably their parents don't like is I have a candy drawer. And they know when they come to my house that that candy drawer is going to be stacked. If their parents aren't here, I monitor how much they can have, but usually their parents are all over them. Another thing I used to do was I would keep a Hershey kiss or two, depending on how many kids in the family, in my pocket. And when they were young, I've got some 15 and 16-year-old grandkids, so they don't do it. But those little ones will come and feel in my pocket, and they know they can take just one. Number four is, I think, to write a letter to them. Write a letter and use snail mail. A note, a letter with a stamp that they can get in the mail. It just is very personal and a very intentional thing I had to do to sit down and pour out my thoughts to them, just about anything I wanted to um, talk to them about. Number five, and remember I said I wasn't giving this to you in any particular order or priority. I think some two of the most influential things you can do is number one, walk the talk. If you believe in something in your church or if you have a value 
um, about what what you eat or drink or what you watch on TV or what kind of movies that you watch, then live up to those values. Not every time, but I can remember one time we like to go to the lake and we've gone to different places on vacation in the summer where we try to gather all five kids and all the grandkids together. And so usually we're there from like Saturday to Saturday. So this one particular time, we could go to church and it was only about a 40-minute drive away. So nobody else was interested in going to church, but my husband and I got up and went in to church. We didn't say anything. We didn't even ask, really, if anybody else wanted to go. We just told them we were going to church, and they could tell by the how we were dressed that that's what we were doing. So that was walking the talk. That was living up to our values. Another thing is a lot of times when we get together, we'll get in a discussion, and this is mainly with the older grandkids around, and we'll start talking about, oh, did you see this movie? Or what about that TV series or whatever? And so anytime they bring up a movie, I will ask, is it an R? And they'll say, maybe yes. And if it's a yes, I try to remember to say, hmm, might not be watching that one. I don't want to judge anybody for doing something differently, but I want to walk my talk around my grandkids anyway. The second most influential thing you can do is to love their parents, meaning your children. Now, I know you're going to say, well, of course, I love my children. But there are situations where it can be difficult or it's easy to argue with them or disagree. But you always want these grandchildren to know that you you love your children. You love their parents. Number six is to pray for them. Pray for their safety. Pray for their health. Pray for their happiness. Pray that they'll have successes in life. Pray that they can learn to get through their difficulties. And maybe even pray that life won't be so easy for them that they can learn how to deal with challenging things. Number seven is be a good listener. Listen to them. Ask them open-ended questions. Show an interest in them. If I could wish for anything, 
it would be that when I died, each of my children and each of my grandchildren thought they were my favorite. Number eight is make time for them. Researching and working on this podcast was a wake-up call for me. Even though I have grandchildren that don't live very far away, I chose just three years ago to start this coaching business, which I love, and it really is fulfilling to me. And I would not be as good a grandma as I am if I didn't have this because I I wouldn't get to have all the experiences that I wanted to have with my grandchildren. But I found that I started to swing the other way and that I'd maybe go two weeks without seeing them. And I didn't like that. So I still asked permission. And I had to find a time because they're busy. But I intentionally am going to find at least a couple hours every week to spend with each of those families. And I just went over to one of my family's house a couple of afternoons ago And those that wanted and some didn't want to, and it ended up just the youngest one and I were playing cards. We were playing war. We were playing some card game they had bought. And it was just rewarding just to spend that time. But I had to make time. And like I said, I could come up with all sorts of excuses that my back hurt, but it's just an excuse because um, I can find time to go to TJ Maxx or I can find time to go um, out to lunch with somebody. I can find the time. We can always find the time if we really want to. And so that may sound strange that you would have to make time when I know there's some of you just are available, just waiting to be invited to spend time. But it was important to me, and I felt good about it. I think there is a balance of how much time that we spend with these grandchildren. And it's all predicated on what our children want. You are an important person in your grandchildren's lives. You are a little more flexible and a little more adaptive to their lives than even their parents are sometimes. Their parents are in a position where they are training them and guiding them to be successful, contributing to the world 
functional adults. Grandparents just get to love on their kids. So we can be flexible and we don't have to be as rigid or strict, even though I feel like my kids do a far better job of parenting than I did. Grandparents have a little more stability in their life. We've kind of gone through the money-making process, and we are in our life what we are. Now, I realize many of us are still working, but that's okay. But things are starting to settle down. We don't have the concerns. We may have some health concerns, but we're not concerned about the day-to-day living. We're always on call. We would drop anything we were doing to go help our grandkids. We're kind of there to soothe a broken heart or just have somebody to share an experience with. I think we have a great opportunity, not a long discourse, but to share some family history. And we are oftentimes the one that gathers the family, that causes that great connection among cousins that is like no other love and connection out there. We live our lives with a little more consistency because we don't have to deal with as much. It's a simpler life we live. And so we're setting that example. And those grandkids just might want to mimic us. Consistency can be attractive to your grandkids, and they may strive for that. Another thing why we are so important to our grandchildren, is we can be an example of moral integrity in a society that follow fewer and fewer Christ-like values. We can be that person that is always there for them. So I want to take just a minute to talk about when your children have broken all ties with you. First, you grieve because it is, it's a sad thing when you have been cut off from people that you love more than anybody else in the whole world. And then... It may take getting some help from a therapist or a coach, but we've got to learn to accept this for however long it's going to go on and forgive them. Because I remember the scripture, just as the Savior said when he was hanging on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. I don't think our children realize what they are doing. So, how can you connect with those grandkids 
that you're not able to see, maybe you can drop a present off on their doorstep. Maybe you can send a letter. Maybe their parents will throw it away. But just you writing that letter connects you with that grandchild. Almost as if you were writing a letter to someone very dear to you that died. You can pray for them. And when you petition a Heavenly Father for help in softening hearts in families, but also in guiding and protecting your grandchildren, you are connecting with them. I think our, these grandchildren know too much about how important grandparents are just from talking with their friends at school or whatever, that if it went as long as until they were 18, I suggest you have hope that one day you will be able to embrace them. It may be as a young adult, but you will get that opportunity again. And do you know there's a 50% chance that your child will decide to reconnect with you? We hang out too much in the space of it's never going to happen. But there's a 50% chance. And so hang on to that. And so I just want to leave with you that there is some help out there available. Some of the information I got that I spoke about and I listened to was a woman called Donnie Davis. And she has started... an organization called the Gaga Sisterhood. And you can find that at gagasisterhood.com, and I'll put that in the show notes. But one of the things she said, if you can have any communication at all with your child that has forbidden you to be a part of their family, is go to them and say this, we're a team. I want to be on the team. What can we do in order for me to be on the team? We need to have compassion for our kids. We know that this kind of behavior comes from people that are hurting. So, We need to empathize with them and don't give them advice. They just want to be listened to. But they, you know, they're probably not going to talk to you, but we just have to let go of ego and just accept what is for the time being. But I am confident 
that if we can learn to love our kids and love these grandchildren, even the ones that are not a part of our life, that we will live a life without regret and one that we can feel good about. If you're frustrated because your relationship with your adult children doesn't look anything like the way you thought it would, I can help you. Moms who are in a painful relationship with their adult children tend to just spin in their sadness and in their pain because they're waiting for their adult children to change or they don't know what to do to instigate this change to have a peaceful relationship. My program is called Loving on Purpose and I help you fix what's not working in your relationship so you can feel love and peace with your adult children and then be able to move forward in your life. I can help you feel that peace that will cause you to know exactly what you need to do to maintain that peaceful connection with your children. I can help you feel secure and confident in your role as a mom. I can help you be able to choose how you want to feel in any moment. And that means being able to move forward, to live a satisfying, fulfilling life that includes always having love for your children. If you want some help, if you just want to get on a call with me and see what my program is all about or how I can help you, go to bonnielyman.com and click on the little button that says book a call. That's where you can also go to sign up for my email. And I also have another free resource there three remedies to better connect with your adult children.